Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. the person 
who broke into your home. And it was kind of unanimous. No, no. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of hard to think about feeding someone, even when they're hungry. When they're invading your home and they pose a threat to your safety. And no, I mean, it, it's very difficult. The D-Town crew could not see themselves doing it. And, you know, that sparked several other questions, you know, such as do we corrupt one another? You know, do we, you know, have a story to tell? And, I mean, whether it's our story to tell or not, you know, does someone tell us something? And then we, in turn, tell it to someone else. Does something happen to us, and then we subsequently tell it to someone else? Because, you know, we, we have a responsibility at times to not say anything to anyone because it could possibly corrupt someone else, you know, into thinking something that they may not, you know, I know I know it's kinda of weird. I know it's kinda of weird that we had you know, we got our our phone call in and, you know, about, you know, something that we should tell. And you know what? Mm, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. We you know, sometimes we're obligated. We're obligated to tell, you know, certain things. It would be ungodly not to tell certain things, such as some level of reference. You know, do we hold vital information, you know, from a person that they really should know? Would God be happy with that? Man, I tell you. You know, walking this, this line of Christianity could be really, really, you know, kind of shaky at times. And you really need to stay before the Lord to figure out, you know, sometimes when it is that you should open your mouth and when it is you should close. Because we also talked about, you know, someone telling you something and, you know, you holding up. You know, do we... Just hold every secret that someone asks us to hold, even when it could be detrimental to someone else's safety or health. Again, would God be pleased with us holding that secret? You know, sometimes we're the ones who get that piece of advice or that piece of information so that we can do the right thing with it because either the person who has the information doesn't know and it's up to us to kind of teach them what they need to do or how they need to behave or, you know, how to let God dictate what you do. You know, so it was a real really good conversation yesterday and I'm sure somebody needed that because we didn't even have a bitch tip yesterday. Can you believe that now? 
I cannot do not go by the big shit. I do not pass that over. But, you know, yesterday it was, you know, time for us to continue that conversation, you know, and somebody, 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 I don't know who it was, was that you, somebody needed to hear that either you need to be talking when you thought you needed to be quiet or you needed to be quiet when you were running your mouth. You know, so there are times when, you know, it's like, it's a different. Like, ah, I'm not holding that. <laughs> I'm not holding that. And there are other times where you're like, oh, my goodness. What do I do with that? What do I do with this particular piece of information that I just got? You know, what do I say? How much do I say? And who do I say it to? You know, and sometimes we will be left, you know, with that. How much do we reveal and, and who exactly do we say it to? You know, everything that we should say, we have to be really careful about how much of it we do say and who we say it to. Yeah, this thing here, this talking thing, man, this this ain't an easy resolvable issue at all times. You know, and this is why we need to stay connected to the Lord. Because even in that you can make a vital mistake. Yeah, you think and I don't think you wanna be at, you know, the point of making that mistake. You know? I don't think so. So, go back and listen to yesterday's conversation. It was really good. It was really good. So, that's how we spent our shaking the Monday morning blues. <laughs> well, today, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day. Yes. And I do have some talk-worthy news. I actually do. Uh, not the most exciting, but you know how once I get to talking about the news, once the D-Time crew gets to talking about the news, you know, we uh, we end up all the way out there. And this stuff just seems to blossom and grow and fester into some serious conversation. And that's what kind of happened yesterday, because we didn't even have our topic. Yeah, we just kind of kept on going. So, you know, are you ready? I got some little fun, you know, little fun kind of news. Yeah, I think I, think I pulled up something that was kind of, you know, funny. No, no. I don't think I'm talking about anything funny. But there's something to talk about. There's something to talk about, you know. And, again, here on this new tower past itself, you can end up talking about anything from anything. All right? So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's the time with Pastor Steph is on 
And whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. With gas prices on the rise, nobody wants to spend $80 a week to fill up when they could be spending one-fifth of that. This is why people have begun driving motorcycles and mopeds to work every day, and yet many of these people have little to no experience driving a bike. Did you know that in most motorcycle crashes, the riders are generally without training, as many are self-taught or learned from family or friends? And did you know that about half of the accident-involved riders had less than five months' experience on their vehicle before they crashed? Motorcycle training reduces crash involvement and is related to reduced injuries in the event of a collision. Classes range from beginner to experienced, and many are at a reasonable price. So take responsibility of your motorcycle, and instead of riding, start driving. Good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Day. Oh. You know, we just talk about a little bit of everything on Tuesday. And we're grateful to God for waking us up today and inviting us to share his day. Oh, we blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least I deem myself blessed. I don't know about you, you know, some people say, every day I get up, I just give God thanks, yeah, there's more to that. There's more to it than just waking up and giving God thanks for the day, you know? So, let's get to talking. Now, yesterday, excuse me, yesterday, we were talking about, you know, how we waste the money. You know, I didn't give the the normal Monday morning, you know, uh, conversation into our little health tip. But we talked about, you know, how we waste money. And last night, they must be in some kind of role because I found this article about uh, people who talk about some stuff that, they must have that helps them save so much money. Now, you know how this goes. I would love to have you up as a part of this conversation. So feel free to look around your house or look in your pocketbook or your, you know, or your little cubby hole and throw me some items that you just got to have because it just helps you save so much money. And I'm sure as time goes on, as I'm reading this, I'll uh, I'll think of a couple of things here or there. 
Or I'll probably find something on this list that I agree with. Excuse me. Something caught in my throat. I'm so sorry. Oh, well, the first thing that comes up on this list is they said our electricity bill went down when we bought our air fryer in July three years ago, the hottest month of the year. We were we weren't heating up the apartment with the oven and we were sold and we just upgraded to a bigger air fryer earlier this year. And I gotta tell you I don't know about the money, but I guess in the end, it does kind of help because, you know, when you turn on your oven, it does make the house hotter, which means that if you're running an air conditioner or a fan, you would have to run it because it's hot. But the air fryer actually gets the job done, and it does not create all that heat. And I have to tell you, we love our air fryer. I bought this, I guess it's a little oven, this countertop oven, and it has 12 different modes on it, and we love it, and we love it. And I'm sure it has saved me money here or there. I just can't seem to find it right now. <laughs> I can't seem to find that money that I seem to be saving. But throw me something if you have something in your house that you just, you know what, you just got to have. You cannot imagine getting rid of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because it has saved you so much money. Well, someone said a chest freezer. You know, they have uh, stocked up on so much meat and butter. Well, I got to tell you. I we I don't know if we save money or not. We can't seem to get anything in the freezer. Yeah, we always got <laughs> we're always jockeying the the freezer, you know, for what we can eat and boy, talk about problems. You know, we God is amazing. God is amazing. We don't get any snap benefits in this house or anything and we just can't seem to close the freezer door. Either freezer door, whether it's on the refrigerator or the chest freezer. So I'm with this person who says, hey, it helps us save a lot of money. But we end up spending so much money eating out because once we get to working, we can't stop to cook. So I don't know if that's benefiting us as much anymore. But I'm sure it has helped you save a couple dollars. That's just our crazy house. Huh. Oh, hold on. I just got a hit. I can't do without my Instapot. It has different levels, and I can even use it as a crock pot. It's also a time saver. Well, listen, if you save in time, they always say time is money. So, wow. Well, now I'm going to stick it to this Instapot. Have I ever even heard of it? I don't, I've never heard of an Instapot. Lord knows we don't need any more gadgets in my house. But I do admit that a crock pot is, man, that is the gadget to have. Yes, you can put anything in a crock pot, too. Do you know? Now, the person who sent me this is the pot. Do you know I make macaroni and cheese in the crock pot? Girl, talk about saving some time. 
Woo! I gotta look into this instant pot and see how much it can benefit us. Because maybe then we'll cook and, and save some money. So thank you for that instant pot. All right, so throw me your money saving items. All right, yeah, look at them eyes. Yes. Macaroni, and as a matter of fact, it is about a five cheese mac and cheese. And when I tell you this house goes stalk raving mad over it, man, oh man, oh man, yeah, it's, it's working, it's working, it's working. So listen, try to put some mac and cheese in the Instapot. Let me know how you work, you know how you make out. All right, all right, so. Somebody says they say with buying cloth napkins, rag reusable sanitary pads. How do you do that? I don't know. I never understood that. We're going to keep on going past that one. I wouldn't even have read that one. Um, knit dish cloth, a clothes drying rack. I guess that means you save money from drying your clothes. Dark curtains in the summertime. That makes sense. Um, that helps to keep the house cool. So yeah, those are some uh, those are some items to help save you money. Absolutely. All right. Somebody says a mattress warmer, not to be confused with an electric blanket. They say using the mattress warmer lets us lower. The thermostat in the winter, but they say the downside is it's a pet magnet. So, now, I have to tell you, just hearing a mattress warmer has got to save you money. Yes. Warm up your mattress, that saves you on that heating bill. And let me tell you, a heating bill can be a monster. Ooh. Poster of it. Don't know why I waited so long to buy. You know how much money you can save in it with a toaster oven? Again, that's another gadget that you can have. The only thing about these other gadgets, I can't stand a whole bunch of stuff on my counter. You know, you look at some people's, um, or like when you look at TV, and you look at some people's counter, and you see like all the, it's so nicely arranged. It just looks so cluttered in my house. So I told you about this quell um, uh, mold thing. So somebody's mentioned an Instapot and somebody's mentioned a toaster oven. And I got to tell you, this 12-mold gadget is the, is the thing. Man, it's toast, your regular toast bagels. It's an air fryer, a conventional oven. It bakes. It makes pizza. It's a warmer. It's a, it, it does rotisserie chicken. It, man, when I tell you we live up this thing. As a matter of fact, my stove just went out. And I don't know if it's the stove, but the whole line, when the microwave and the stove went out, the microwave went out a long time ago. I refused to buy another one. We bought this 12-mode gadget. And I tell you, we have lived by this thing. Yes, we live by it. So try it. Try it, try it. I want to pull it up later so I can tell you what it is. But I tell you, it's the best thing that you could ever have. All right. Basic hand tools and a willingness 
to do it yourself. Well, I guess so. You know, listen, I don't know what happened to my house, but in the beginning of the year, the plumber lives here. So if you can fix some things on your own and get those little screwdrivers, the Phillips head, and the regular flathead, and the, man, I'm sure you'll save a lot of money if you can really get to doing it yourself. And looking at YouTube, somebody told me that they looked at YouTube and learned how to change a part under the hood of their car. And it was a female I heard. Yeah. So, talk about saving some money and some gadgets. YouTube has got to be the best new gadget ever. <laughs> All righty, let's see. <clears throat> they say, honestly, my smartphone, I'm old enough that I lived a good chunk of my life where they existed. I remember in the car having a CD Walkman with that tape adapter. Remember that, y'all? <laughs> the tape adapter had the long cord, and you put the tape part in the car, and it helped you to run your CD, your portable CD player. Wow. A booklet full of CDs. Yeah. They say my smartphone has replaced the need for so many other devices in my life. Yeah. I have to tell you, the, the best thing in this world was when they put together a smartphone. You didn't need a calculator. You don't need a GPS on your car, a separate GPS. Or you don't have to buy the car with the GPS, which costs you more money. Uh, what else? Your Bible is on your smartphone. And I'm not talking about instead of taking it to church, because you still need to take your Bible to church. But at least you'll have it when you're walking the street and somebody needs to, you know, if they ask you a question, you need to bust out the Bible app. You can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your smartphone is, is really a computer walking around in your pocket. So, yeah, I couldn't live without my smartphone either. My iPad. Oh, let's talk about my iPad. I call it my husband. That's my gadget of a life. I cannot move without my iPad. Yes, I'm saying it. Jesus and God, they're first. But next, I'll leave my kids as long as I have my iPad. <laughs> I'm leaving food as long as I have my iPad. Yes, the iPad. Oh, my goodness. That, I told y'all to think of one thing that I can live without my iPad. Oh, if I go from one part of the house to the other part of the house and I'm looking around, I got my phone, I have my iPhone, I love my iPhone, but man, where is my iPad? Yes, that's my gadget. That's my gadget. That's my gadget. Well, someone says an electric tea kettle. Well, I have to tell you, that has been the big thing for my house being that we don't cook on the Sabbath. We need something hot. We just put the electric tea kettle on. Yeah. That way we're not boiling water on the stove. All right. That is the pot individual. Somebody else put their crock pot. They say they work part-time through nursing school and nursing school. And they say they just throw stuff from the freezer into the crock pot. And man, amen, amen. An electric vehicle. 
It costs us about three cents per mile to drive, and it has saved them so much money. Well, amen. They say heavy curtains and fans, no AC needed. Plus, in the winter, the curtains will keep the room warm. All right. Yes, 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 yes. My thermos, when I traveled, they say they have all of those, you know, reasons not to have to have extra, extra, extra things. As long as they got those thermos on. All right, I can live with that. Vacuum sealer. Keeps frozen food from drying out. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. The vacuum sealer. I have to tell you, yesterday we talked about those Ziploc bags. I tell you, great value Ziploc bags. You buy 80 for $5. When I tell you that has been such a, oh my goodness, such a lifesaver in this house. Has kept us from throwing out a lot of food or bugs getting into your bags, you know, especially in the summertime when these stupid ants are all over the place. Yes, 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 yes. What else are we talking about that we can't live without because it saves so much money? Uh, let's see. Oh, somebody says my induction walk. Wow. And their rice cooker. Yes, I know somebody else who told me they have a rice cooker and they make rice and they walk off. And all they got to do is throw something else in their in the um, crock pot and they don't have to worry about food for the rest of the week. Wow. Okay, I guess that does save you money. What else are we talking about before we start our new... Um, well, okay, I have to tell you, somebody needs to tell me how we can get this done. We have been trying so hard to get this done in this house. All right, so someone says, I cut the cord. They have dropped their landline and cable. Well, we have not been able to do so. Oh, my goodness, we have been trying to get rid of this cable, but with the price of the landline which we need um, and the internet which if you buy separately we get a steal because we are movie buffs in this house and we have a package of a lifetime where we have like several movie packages that come with our table so we actually save a lot of money because if you were to buy and pay for the really like Showtime and Stars and all of that kind of stuff, you would actually pay more money. So we have, I mean, gone every which way but loose and still cannot figure out how to get rid of this cable. But we've saved money. So, yeah, weird. We've saved money. Um, somebody says, I order my groceries online. I can tell you, Vivian reached out and she was trying to figure out how we could get this Walmart thing going on. And it wasn't enough of us to, you know, get that done. But, yes, that is true. If you can order online, 
that does save you a lot of money sometimes because it, and it saves you time. It's a lot easier to do it from your phone, your iPad, or your computer at home, and you don't have to worry about actually burning gas or taking the time. You know, I have to tell you, time is a is, is really, really, really. When you can save time, you save a lot of money. All right. Well, that was our morning chat for a Tuesday, and um, I'm sure you can think of some other things as we chat along as to how we can save some money. Now, what are we talking about today when it comes to our news? Hmm. Now, we all heard of this pop smoke murder couple of years ago. It's a big thing here in New York because he is a New York born and bred rapper. He was a young guy who went away. It was a really good story as he went away and uh, he rented an Airbnb and he ended up somehow or another they said they think either because I'm, I'm reading another story here, of, um, and they say they can't seem to still put, put their finger on the fact whether he made a mistake and, and let his location out to the Airbnb or someone got it in inadvertently or something like that. So they, they're talking about a mixture of this, you know, um, his location being out there. Well, they say they just found a body of a rapper who was found dead in a barrel. You know one of those barrels where they, you know, send to Honduras and Haiti and all of those countries when they're sending back home or, you know, they want to pack up food or clothing. One of those barrels. That that was floating around in some water out in Florida. And it comes to come to find out, they say it's a Javante Murphy, 32 years old, who's a singer-songwriter from California. And he had a gunshot wound to the head. And they're thinking that he was somehow connected to the murder of Pop Smoke. And they're saying that he was the older brother to this Jaquan Murphy, who was one of five suspects arrested in the Pop Smoke murder back in February of 20. And that's why I was telling you, I got this, you know, all this piece of information again about how they had several links to his home where he was renting this Airbnb. Now, Pop Smoke was only 20 years old, and they say that there were five people altogether that they found connected to his murder. As young as 15 and 17 years old, and they're saying that the 15-year-old, they're saying, is the one that confronted Pop Smoke in the shower of the Airbnb pistol whipped him, and then shot him three times. Fifteen. 
15 years old. Well, again, they're saying that this Jaquan Murphy, who was connected to um, this murder of Pop Smoke, is now 24. And he's awaiting trial for an unrelated murder in um, Los Angeles. And this older brother, Javante, oh, he was an aspiring hip-hop artist. And he just moved out into his all his first apartment. You know, this is really, this is sad. This is sad because, again, you're talking about, you know, this murder that took place back in 20. And this particular individual was not named as someone involved. But because his brother was named, now he may be, you know, connected to it by a revenge type murder. And he's lost his life. And again, you know, he's he's a a young kid as well. Young. Only 32 years old. And I tell you, this is life here. You know, so I'm sure if this is connected, this, um, what's the brother name, Jim Kwan, you know, did not anticipate that his brother would possibly end up having to pay the price. Now, you in jail on another, you know, um, situation, and now your brother could possibly be eating your, you know, your thing. And, and here's the thing, you know, can, now he, he's in jail living, but now your brother could possibly have been linked to you and they kill him, you know, because I'm sure getting to him is real difficult to get Quan person. You know, if they really want you, they don't get to you. Because everybody knows everybody in jail. You know, and they talk about six degrees of separation. That ain't happening. So it's really sad. Well, I, you know, I, I thought that was really sad um, to hear. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit this morning. Oh, what else are we talking about here? Oh, okay. <laughs> I tell you. Guess what? Now, I definitely want to talk about this. Because this thing, talk about oh, the craze. This, and I, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Timu, Timu, well, everybody has seen this if you're on the internet. T-E-M-U. It's, it's, it's this app that you can go on this website because I've seen the website. I haven't, I don't download all these apps on my phone. I, I hate it. Um, and they talk about me all the time. Just download the app. I can't stand all these apps on my phone. And here I'm going to give you, you know, uh, one of the things that they're talking about, about these apps. Well, I'm sure you've come across this team and you can get things on this particular website or app for dirt sheets. Yeah, everything else you're paying $15 for, you'll pay like $2 for it. And I mean, they have everything. I've seen everything, sneakers and clothing and, you know, all kinds of items and stuff. And people have been going buck wild. Well, 
they're saying that uh, you may not want to keep this app on your phone if, you know, after you hear this, and you may not even want to buy from Timu after this. Now, how many of you knew that this was a Chinese company? Yeah. They're saying that this Timu is owned by not just Chinese um a Chinese uh, company, but it's actually bigger than that. And I'm trying to find what they're saying. It's some, oh, Chinese Communist Party. That's what it's connected to. And they're saying that, you know, where you, where we have said, you know, we're not going to, um, like support the Chinese or China-based, um, you know, companies, they're saying it's bigger than this. Because what ultimately happens, okay, so, okay, so here's, here's what they're saying, and let me see if I can put it this way. When we own a company, we can just buy, I guess, the patent or whatever, or, you know, get the LLC, or, or however, you get your own personal company. All you have to do is just, like, kind of maybe pay taxes on it. But they're saying in China, you don't own the company. That the company might be yours, but they have to turn over all of their information over to this communist, this Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. So they're saying when it comes more directly to this app stuff. So when you get when you download your app, they're saying that Chinese apps have been known for malware and getting into your phone and wreaking havoc in your phone and pulling up all your personal information. So they're saying, okay, for those who say, you know, well, don't you know, so many apps do that. They're saying that this is more dangerous because, remember now, it's being sold into the Chinese Communist Party. And it's not really sold, per se, because they mandate that if you have a Chinese app or a Chinese company that has, that, that gains access into any of a, any person's personal information, you are responsible now for turning that over. There's no private parties in China that they are all mandated to hand it over to the state. Now, we're not mandated to do that here in, in the United States and in, you know, a lot of other countries. But China has been known for being very destructive, you know, um, to the United States and wherever else they send their items. Remember, um, they put, have put lead and all kinds of toxic um, items into our, um, our our stuff. They say that um, don't forget that items that are made with cotton from China that 
It's been planted and picked by Turkic people, and they have been made to live by like like a slave mode. So, you know, a lot of items that used to come from China, we don't get from China anymore. So they say. So they say. I don't believe all of that. But I do believe that certain things we do not get from China anymore. They have been. Remember the toys? They found out all the children's toys, the baby toys, and stuff like that, that had, you know, the, the poisons and stuff in it, the toxic items. Yeah. They had to take off the market. We don't get those from um, China anymore. I know you had to remember that. That was a huge thing. Um, at one point, they um, had heavy metals and toxins and lead and all kinds of stuff in it, and they just won't let us have it anymore, so they say. Yeah. Because, and I'm going to tell you why. I keep saying, so they say. I am a review person. I don't buy anything if I don't need the reviews. And a lot of times I've read reviews where the where someone has asked, hey, you know, do you know where this is made? And sure enough, it says it was made in China. So a whole lot of stuff we're getting from China, we don't realize we're getting from China. So they're saying that this Timu, you may want to stop buying stuff from off that website because a lot of it is made in China, including their jewelry. That's why they say the jewelry is so cheap. Yeah, they're saying that you can, and I've seen it, I've seen it. I'm not a jewelry person, so it don't matter to me. But for those of you who do buy jewelry from Timu, Timu, or whatever it is, you can buy some quote-unquote gold necklaces for like a dollar, dollar sixty-nine, two, three dollars where you would buy them for much more over here. So be careful. Be careful. So when I saw that last night, I was like, oh, I think I want to talk about this today. Well, I, you know, I, I, I've been I've been looking on the website to buy some stuff, but I, for some reason, I just can't seem to get there. I, and th- and let me tell you what else has kept me from buying. Most times, I need my stuff like yesterday. <laughs> I do. So this Amazon that gets me stuff here, and like sometimes I put something the other morning, and I got it by like 6 o'clock that night. So they have actually gone back to that. Years ago before COVID, you could actually buy before 12 o'clock in the afternoon and get your stuff later on that day. That's how I generally need my stuff. So when you go on Timu, um, Timu, whatever it's called, it's always like extended. And most times it's extended because... Yeah, yep. That's why you have to wait for it so long. So for those of us who don't really care about how long it takes, because we're looking at that deal, um, you know, Timu has been the best thing for them. But other than that, yeah, that may not be the thing for you. So they said, be careful, be careful. If you've been trying to duck and dodge, oh, you know, apps that do these kind of things or apps from China. Know that that is an app from China. All right. Okay, Pastor Steph didn't tell you. What else? I got a few more minutes to talk, to give us something to talk about with my due time crew. Oh, so you've got this youth 
pastor. Oh, I tell you. They act just like the regular people, don't they? So you got this former. He's now a former youth pastor. He is facing 60 criminal charges after the authorities said he secretly filmed men, um, I'm sorry, women and girls, including bridal parties and youth volunteers at his church. So he's been planting cameras all over the church, in the bathrooms, in the changing rooms, and he's caught some girls as young as 14 years old, you know, changing clothes and, you know, partially nude. And it's like, yo, what are you doing? You know, I tell you, you can't trust anything. Now, the church is the one who claims they turned him in because they wanted to make sure that they were abiding by the law. Yeah. And they said when they found out, they fired him immediately and they called the cops. Now, they said that there were some bridal parties who, you know, had rented the church. <laughs> oh, boy. Went to church for like, the, you know, to get married. And, you know, they're changing their clothes, minding their business. Lo and behold, they had no idea that they were being filmed. So I think the church is probably scared of some lawsuits. So they want to make sure they also did the right thing. Because I guarantee you that they're going to be looking for some, yeah, some money in return. 60 counts, man, oh, man, oh, man. What makes people do these perverted things? I guess it's the flesh. Can't blame the enemy. It's your nasty flesh that really gets you to the point where you don't care about anybody's privacy. You don't care about doing the right thing. Here you are in the church, you know, doing all of this stuff, and it just doesn't seem to matter to you you know, what it is that you're doing or how you even make the church look. You know, you don't even care about that. Oh, okay, I got one more story. I think I got time for one more story. This one here was really sad. And I was like, my mouth, my mouth was just hung open because I really thought that I was going to read something different. So there's an eight-year-old little girl who they say was shot in the head outside her apartment on um, Saturday, just past Saturday night at something to 10 at night. And they said she had just gone to get some ice cream for her and her dad before she was shot. They said, so I'm thinking, you know, she's outside, you know, she, it's kind of late at night, but it's summertime, you know, so they went and got some ice cream and, you know, she was standing in a crowd and some bullets, you know, were let off and, you know, she was struck by a straight bullet. Oh, no. I was devastated. They said she was, and I'm going to read it because my mouth just hung open and my heart just stopped. Because I tell you, when we think about the state of this world, 
it says she was among a group when an, an accused gunman approached them from across the street. For unknown reasons, he shot her in the head. She was the targeted one. Oh, my gosh. Now, I kept reading, and they said they don't know why. Ultimately, they don't know why. Um, Their father and some other people ended up tackling him. He somehow got shot in the face. He's in critical condition. He hasn't talked, and I'm hoping they get, you know, he's not dead, so hopefully they'll get, you know, a word from him as to what happened. But all they can say is a day before the shooting, the accused gunman had confronted the girl about being too loud. And that's from a neighbor. That's a neighbor statement. And she said that everybody would tell him that they're just kids having fun and they're just playing. Just let them be. Oh. You know, speechless. Speechless. She was eight. And you think about the fact that she was just outside playing. And someone complained the children were too loud, rolled up into the crowd and just shot her, targeted, 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 targeted. How do you target an eight-year-old child who did nothing but just be a child? Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know. 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 Let's, Let's talk to uh, Pastor Jeff, who's on. Pastor Jeff, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are me? you today? I can hear you. I can hear you. How I'm you well. Today? Good, good. I'm good, doing good, well. Good. good, Pastor Jeff. Oh, Pastor Jeff, you know, we're talking about this miscellaneous news. You know how we do before we end up and land on our topic, and we don't ever know what that's going to be. But we've got this story about this um, this app, this Timu. Have you seen this Timu on your phone, Pastor Jeff? No, I haven't. That was news to me. Yeah, I haven't. Wow. Yeah, this thing is popping up all over the place. It's like this brown um, and orange kind of logo. It's everywhere. Well, what do you think about the fact that, you know, these these um these Chinese companies have been, you know, infiltrating our phone via apps and they are now um forced to sell all of our well not sell but give away all of our personal information into the Chinese Communist Party for them to do whatever it is that they want to do with us, um, our, our information after that point. Um, do you download a bunch of apps on your phone, Pastor Jeff? I mean, I have a few apps, but I don't. I try not to download too many because I'm, I'm fearful of 
them infiltrating my phone and getting into my bank accounts and stuff like that. So okay. I only download what's necessary. <laughs> uh, so I'm not I'm the one. You. I'm not the one to just be downloading everything. I'm with you, Pastor Jeff. I I, I, I can't put all that stuff. First of all, it's just too much to look at. I don't know about you, but it's also too much to look at. Not only I agree, you know, they they are finding ways to get into our personal information, into our bank accounts, and now you don't have money, and we ain't got a whole lot of it no way. I don't know about you, but I don't. You know, for you to be getting into my stuff. Um, What's your favorite app, Pastor Jeff? Uh, My favorite apps are, uh, what do you call, uh, the TV apps. You know, Paramount, Peacock, Hulu, Netflix. <laughs> okay, okay. Those are my you, those are my favorite apps. Okay, you watch movies and stuff on your phone a lot. Yes, yes. Okay. You know, because okay, I'm always okay. I'm always doing something and moving around and on the go, so that most of the time I'm watching TV on the go. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What's your favorite TV program, Pastor Jeff? I don't think I have a favorite TV program because I actually, the TV be watching me (laughs) most of the time. It's hard for me to to concentrate. Huh? What do you you like? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Um, Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm into gangster kill 'em up movies, you know. Okay. I like like movies where the the criminal gets away. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll smart the cops. <laughs> Why? Why? I guess because I, I've always, most of my life, been been that borderline individual. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my goodness gracious! All right, yeah, I'm just messing with you, Pastor Jeff. You know, I always like to pick your brain. You always keep me laughing. You are really funny to me. I, I don't know if you know that. You are very amusing to me, Pastor Jeff. I, I like to hear you talk. You always keep me giggling, I tell you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for letting me mess with you this morning. All right, Pastor Jeff. Um, you got this youth pastor. What's wrong with these people, Pastor Jeff? You know, he's putting, he, he, he didn't put all these cameras up into the church, in the bathroom, in the changing room, you know, where women have uh, brides-to-be, have brought their bridal parties in, and, you know, they're, they're excited and looking to change their clothes and should their bridesmaids down, their wedding gowns, and here you are creep and a pervert, and you're up here filming folks, they said, charges, six zero charges. What should they do with him, Pastor Jeff? <laughs> well, you know, lock him away forever. <laughs> lock him away forever. I mean, somebody like that, you you know they'll be, you know, raping kids and everything else. I mean, he's totally out of control. There's no discipline. You know, most of us, you know, I can only speak for men, you know, we, we, we got that voyeurism in us. You know, we want to see things that, you know, we shouldn't be seeing. But if you don't, you know, lock that down at some point and you let that get away from you growing up, 
you know, as, as a kid into manhood, you know, it, it's, a, you know, it's a sickness. And it always, sin is progressive, so it's always going to lead to something else. Now, he, he's filming everybody. He's probably have, you know, if you, if you, if you check it, he probably has already, you know, statutory raped and raped and all kind of stuff, you know, and if he hasn't, he's on his way to it. I mean, you know, and most of the time, ain't no help. If they, if they, if they won't accept Jesus, ain't ain't no help, (laughs) you know, so what you do with him, keep keep him locked up. (laughs) You know, I know, I know, I know old men like him. That have gotten wow. away with so much, and the family is covered for them and all that mess, and is they're just sick, just sick, man. You know, I know somebody who did that to his whole family, filmed his daughters through wow. the years growing up. Work, wow. work, work for transit, work for transit. Everybody love him. You know, he he just passed away not too long ago, but I, you know, I couldn't stand the man because he got away with all of that. They covered for his butt. And he was just sick. And then listening to his story, he, he was messing with his sister growing up. His twin sister, wow. was, you know, having sex with each other. So it, it's, wow. it's a sickness that if God don't deliver it, you need to medicate that and lock that up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, wow. No, I, I, I get you, Pastor Jeff. I get you. You know, I agree. I agree. You know, when these things are not... Um, stopped, you know, early in life, you see some perverted stuff in, in, in your older years because it just doesn't get better. It doesn't get better because once a person, it's like any other crime. You know, once you get away with it, you just keep on doing it. And this is this is a sickness, you know. So I agree. It just gets worse. And, you know, I've, I've heard also of some, you know, people who, you know, later in life as adults, you hear them doing these perverted things, and then when you go back into their childhood, into their youth, you have heard of them messing with cousins and sisters and things like that. I agree 100%. You know, you need to really keep that contained. And sometimes to keep it contained means you got to physically keep it contained. So, you know, that, that that's something that, you know, unfortunately, you know, it was a lot, you know. Um, you know, it, it was able to happen. You know, he had the access. He he did it, and thank God he just turned you know over to the police, and the church didn't cover it up because that that's what happens a lot of times. You know, they don't want to be exposed, so they cover it up. Oh my goodness gracious! Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff, for joining us today. I'll be back to hit a chat with you in a second. Oh, let's say good morning to our Pastor K.L. Good morning, Pastor K.L. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am well, thank you, Pastor K.L. How are you today? I am well. I am well, thank you. That's good. That's good. So we're talking about this Timu app. Have you seen it, T-E-M-U? I have not. I have not. Okay. Okay, yeah, it's it's the it's the biggest craze, and um, they they are telling us that it's a Chinese app, and we need to be very careful of it because of um, them actually being an initial company that was 
found to have put malware onto millions of computers and phones and things like that. And now they're under a new name. And uh, they are now forcing, they force their people in China, the different companies, when they do get access to your information from your phone, they actually have to turn that stuff over. Um, and you, do you put apps on your phone? I know you don't have a lot of um, time to do a whole lot of stuff, but do you put apps on your phone? I just have, um, what's that thing called? Amazon. Uh oh, Amazon has an app. Okay, you know, I, you yeah. know, I'm out of it. But you know what? I, what what I've I've recently found out is that when you use your credit cards on, um, what is it? HTTP. Um, then they have access to, to your stuff. So you should, you should, you should, if you're going to buy stuff, you should go on an account where it's HTTPS because the S stands for secure. Yeah. So yes. I, yes. I think a lot of people are messing up because they're not doing it or they're not even, you know, realizing it, paying attention to it. Right. Yes. Dwayne gave us that tip when we used to do the techie talk. And thanks for reminding Ooh. us, Pastor Kim. Yeah, he gave us that tip, and he said, you know, if it doesn't have that S on the end, like you said, we're actually exposed, um, and we don't even realize that we're exposed um, to that. So, yes, again, thanks for that reminder. Also, they have said that when we're purchasing, we should really go through the apps. We should not, you know, they said, at least I remember him telling us, that, you know, when we pull up our banking information, um, you know, through different, um, what do you call those things? Um, what do you call those things? Oh, my goodness. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, I can't think of it. It'll come to me. It'll probably, probably even knowing what I'm talking about. Um, but you're exposed. Your bank account and your banking information is exposed. So it is really important that we use the apps. But I don't. I was talking to the pastor. Jeff. I don't like to put a whole bunch of apps on my phone. I don't want all that stuff on my phone. I don't be looking at all of these things. It makes me dizzy. I don't want to be seeing all these colorful things on my phone. I need to just be able to do what I need to do and do about my business without putting all these apps on my phone. Um, but being that you only have Amazon, you're limited as to what we could talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Pastor KL. All right, so we got the story today of this youth pastor who he's been found and charged 60 criminal charges as he has been working in the church. He has put all kinds of cameras in the church bathroom, in their changing room. He's been secretly filming women and girls as young as 14 years old. So when they have weddings and things like that, and, you know, the ladies come and they're changing their clothes, he's been able to catch that on his cameras. The church ended up finding out about it, and they say they were made aware of his moral misconduct. And they fired him immediately and notified the police. Jeff, what should they do with him? Well, he should definitely, 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 without a doubt, go to jail, spend some kind of time, because that's definitely um, inappropriate. I guess my other question would, would be is, 
what happened to the pastor? How, how, how did the, how did it slip by the pastor? If he's the junior pastor, you know, I mean, how how focused wow. are you are with your with your builder and your ministry? If if he's if he, if he's allowed to put, I mean, you know, I don't know what kind of cameras they are, but but a lot of cameras, you know, I've been dealing with cameras all my life from retail. You can see cameras, you know. So so how how did the pastor, you know, not not see it or or, or not catch it first? Well, part of my thought would be, you know, you have all these little small cameras that they use now to do um, little surveillance and um, to be perverts and things like that. And if you're hiring, you know, people to come and do work, including your youth pastor, you know, he has mm-hmm. access, he has things like that. And I'm sure he's getting around and, you know, he knows how to fly under the radar. You know, Pastor Jeff said something that was key, and he's probably been at this for a long time. So, you know, when people do stuff like this, they find a way to be undetected. So they don't okay. say how they found out that he um, had done all of this, but they just say that once they found out about it, they, you know, immediately terminated him and notified the police. I don't find it odd, personally, that, you know, he... Um, manage to do all of this because, again, you know, when we hire people, you know, we're talking about cameras that are huge that they put up in, like, different parts of the ceiling, maybe in the smoke detectors. We did a story, I think it was last week, we did a story of the the uh, Airbnb that was being rented in this house, this Airbnb, and the owner and his brother had been putting all kind of cameras in the smoke detectors, and nobody yeah, knew yes, about but, it. But Pastor Steph, if, if I may, all these stories yeah. and all these things, even what Pastor Jeff just said that he's been doing it for a while, all that is, is natural. All that is carnal. So, but, but we're talking about a spiritual place. So first of all, I'm looking at this right. The pastor should have had enough discernment to know that he should not have been the junior pastor in the first place, how many times do you have wow. a conversation, Steph, that, that, that God woke me up and told me a story? God woke me up and said this. So as a pastor, God is not, is not leading you or, 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 or guiding you or directing you or even warning you that he is not the one at, as the pastor, wow. as the head of the flock. So, so, yeah, out of carnal, you know, out, out, of, out of natural, we can say, yeah, it's easy to get by this. You know, but spiritually, it should not be easy to get by this. Wow, wow, that's a thought. Let me let me put my 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 pastor Jeff on and see what he has to say about this thought. Pastor Jeff, you're listening to this um, concept by Pastor KL, and he's saying, "Hey, now if I hire, you know, the man from across the street, you know, to to put in our security cameras or to do some janitorial work, and he starts planting." you know, bulbs and cameras up in the place, I may not be able to detect that. However, I should be able to have that discernment about a youth pastor because how do I put a youth pastor in place when he's already a pervert? What do you think about that? I totally agree with Pastor Kea. <laughs> I mean, okay. you should have discernment. You can, you, you can pick up on, a, on, a, on, a, on, on perversion. You can pick up on... If you really 
you know, in the place where you're supposed to be in God, you can pick up on anything that's not of God. You understand? You know, you'll, you'll, you'll feel that. And you should go with that. You know, like, listen, I shouldn't have these guys. I shouldn't have this guy watching little kids. I shouldn't have this lady watching little kids, you know, you know, cause I pick up on that stuff very easily, you know, and the, you know, and, or I shouldn't have him, oh, oh, you know, watching the, you know, over the women's ministry, you know, or I shouldn't have him over the quiet. You should be able to pick up on that. You know, you know? I, I have but, to agree with you gentlemen. Wow. Wow. God, I don't, I'm not cutting you off back. Keep on going, keep on going. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that you know, you should. You should have that discernment if you're in the right place. But a lot of times these pastors aren't in the right place. They, they're they the perverts or they, they, you know, they're the ones, you know, planting the cameras. I mean, come on, you know, and they, 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 they hire or take on like people like themselves and put them in position, you know, so you got a whole church of vultures. When you have Twan well, over the over the fire, you know you're not in the right place. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not in the right place. If Twan is on the organ, you're not in the right place. You're, you're, you're just you're just trying to get the people in, and, and that's natural. You're, you're 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 looking at the volume, at the quantity, and not looking at the quality or the spirit. You know how many how many how many places Twan. Is it is 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 the leader of the voices? You know what I mean. Uh, you're automatically out of order. What what is that saying to the church? Now should Twan not be in church? No, Twan should be in church. But Twan can't have no position in church. When you ask Twan how he's doing, and he say I'm okay, there's a problem. <laughs> Now, oh, now, Pastor you know. KL, that that's discrimination. Now, that's discrimination. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. I didn't say Twan can't be in the choir, but 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 he, he can't be the the choir director. But he usually is because he's the he's yeah, the one that got that gift. Is. Exactly, he's the one that got that oh, gift. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I happen to agree. I listen. I happen to agree with you, you gentlemen. And I, I was like, there was a wild factor to me because I thought it was just me. When I read the article last night, I was waiting to hear how it was found out that he had put these cameras. And when I read that, it you know they said that. Let me read it. It says you know um, the bat. The, the Gowansville Baptist Church leadership said in a statement that they were, quote-unquote, made aware of an incident of moral misconduct perpetrated by one of our staff members. I was mad. I was mad. I'm like, how in the world are you going to put it out there like that? So that means everybody went to sleep on the job. And I, so I felt the same way. So when you said it, Pastor KL, and when then when you came behind him, Pastor Jeff, I was like, wow, because my thought was, well, how come nobody knew this? He could, he had to be acting some kind of some sort of way. And you mean to tell me that all the people above him? Because here's my thing. Here's my thing. Now y'all can help me with this one, not? 
And this kind of gives credence to what you two were just saying. You are a youth pastor. And this has been my question for the longest time in this in this church folk arena. How come these people aren't vetted? They haven't been monitored. They're not watched. They're not overseen. How have you just walked up and become a youth pastor and you end up be, or a regular pastor? And now all of a sudden they're finding out this stuff about you. Nobody's watched you as a child in the church. and Because you, you ain't going to tell me you ain't watched him lift up little Sally's dress. You didn't find him looking up her dress. You didn't find him doing little perverted things when he was eight. And now when he's 35, you are shocked at the fact that he's been planting cameras in the church bathroom. There has to be Can I answer that? that? Had you been yes, yes, Pastor Jeff, how? Yes, answer. Listen, I remember I started my very first church here in New York, and I was, uh, I think I was, what, 22, 23? And I was just eager to get people in. And I put a pervert over the choir because he was gifted and he came in with 20 people following him. Okay? And so I really wasn't, I really didn't know him. I didn't know him at all. I didn't know what he was capable of. I didn't know his history. I was just enthusiastic about getting my church off the ground. And that's how I fell into that trap. And then... He was over the Cub Scouts, but the Cub Scouts weren't connected to my, my church. And then found out he was, I guess, molesting little boys or whatever. But oh, I found Lord. that out later. I found that out later. I found out that he was, you know, he was gay was because, you know, one time we were alone and he walked out the bathroom on me butt naked, talking about he was in love with me. <laughs> and, you know, the and dude was dude was much bigger than me. I didn't know if I could take him. So I started I jumped up on the table and started screaming. The, the blood of Jesus rebuked that demon. <laughs> and, <laughs> I won't I, you know, I won't I won't say his name, you know, cuz you might know him out in the church world, but he uh he he got he got past me because of of my enthusiasm. You 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 know what I'm saying? I mean, after that, I fired him. After that, I fired him, and I lost half my church because they walked out with with him because they didn't believe that he did what he did. You know, people wouldn't believe it, but then they found out later when their sons got molested in the boys in the Cub Scouts that he that he he was over. You know, then they called me later apologizing that they didn't believe. You know, they didn't believe me. But that's how he got past me because of my enthusiasm about ministry. So these pastors are not perfect. We, we're not, you know, we're, we're not psychics. We, we could get caught up in something else and not be focused. So don't be too hard on the pastors for letting the vultures in. But once they're in and, and, you, and you, you know, in the right place, you should be able to pick up on it and see it and, and get rid of it. But a lot of times they don't get rid of it because those be the ones bringing in the offerings and the donations and everything else, paying the bills sometimes. I I had a homosexual in California in my ministry that any bill came up, he would pay it, you know? But I, I didn't put him over nothing. 
I didn't put him over nothing, you know, but I let him pay. You know, you want to pay? <laughs> <laughs> but, you're not, but, but you're not that pastor anymore, right, Pastor Jeff? <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, listen, I've learned a lot. I've grown, you know. <laughs> and so not much gets that. past me these days, okay? Oh, my you God. Well, I, you know, I like to say this as a, as a disclosure to the church folks. Um, the next safety words are the blood of Jesus. When you hear the blood of Jesus, <laughs> you come running. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if, 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 if you if you this, this dude was almost seven feet tall and a football player. <laughs> And I know I couldn't beat him. And when he came at me like that, caught me by surprise. That's the only thing I could think of that had the power to rebuke that demon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Didn't I say earlier, Pastor Jeff, I love talking to you. You never cease to amaze Stephanie. I'm telling you, you have got some so great. Pastor KL, your former life has nothing on Pastor <laughs> <laughs> Well, just just yes. take all the stuff I don't tell. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I told Sean Chief. I said, you know, Pastor Jeff talks. I said, girl, can you imagine something to keep to himself? <laughs> yes. I can't imagine. Oh, my goodness, gracious. You know, Okay, Pastor Jeff. So, you know, so you said, you know what, in in uh, in your enthusiasm to, you know, make the church, you know, happen and to get the church going, you know, you make these bad decisions. And, you know, it, it's, you know, let's, let's talk about, since we're talking about church folk, <laughs> let's talk about, you know, some of the things that you really need to be watchful for. You know, um, you know, both of you have said that, you know, when you get in the church and you see, you know, these people over these ministries, you know, you know you're not in the right place. And, and it's true because there's no place in the world you've got this blatant behavior and display. And I, I've been wondering, you know, how is the pastor sitting by and, you know, praise him. And you're looking at this here. Um, going on, but like you said, Pastor Jeff, you know, there's the other things that are going on in the pastor's mind, you know, but we're talking about seasoned pastors. You know, you're 22, as you said, you know, you're just starting your first church. What happens with all these other pastors who have been pastors for decades, um, seasoned, quote-unquote, and yet you let this in your, you know, in, in your choir and over your choir, this is the organist. These are the people who are actually running and heading these departments. You know, what 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 do we say about those people? And I'll start with you, Pastor Kale. What are we saying about, about the people themselves that's running them? No, 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 no. The ones, okay, so Pastor Jeff gave a very good um, example of, you know, okay, so I was 22, you know, I, I was foolish, I didn't know. I'm, I'm just trying to get the church up and running. But we're not talking about those 22-year-olds. We're talking about those 50- and 60-year-old 60 60 year individuals 
who are actually allowing this to go on in their church. And they're looking at the same thing we're looking at. And they're actually yeah, hiring I, I, these people. I, I, I think a lot of it, you know, is ignorance, you know, in, 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 in its word. Um, they just don't know. And then a lot of them, you know, they're, they're, it's almost like when, when you go to a buffet and you see all this good stuff that you want, you, at some point you know that this is not going to be good for you at the end. But let me have it now. You know, if, if he's bringing in 20 and 30 people, all I'm seeing, and, and, and a lot of times you don't even see the money. You don't see the ties. You just see the people, the volume. You know, and, and, and people are into people. They're into the, to, to, to the quantity as, as, as opposed to, as the quality. But I, I've often said, even on, on, on the show, that, you know, when you have people in wrong positions, it minimizes your ministry. Because here you are, you have, you know, as we've been joking about Tuan um, as, as the choir director, but that's not his position. And then you have Sharon or Joe in the, on the pews that that's his position or her position. So you, you, you're, you're blocking someone's position because you have the wrong person in the position. You know, so, so here this person can't, can't do the work of, of the Lord can't do what they're called to do because you're um, focused on the numbers of what Tron is doing. You're, you're focused on, 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 on his vocal ability, and you're letting Tron stay there. But you're losing more people spiritually with Tron as you would if you let Sharon with the anointing and the calling to run the choir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me uh, open up Pastor Jeff's mic, who's building a house over there. Pastor Jeff, <laughs> would you like to add something, <laughs> add something to actually, what Pastor Kevin is saying? Well, actually, you, you were all right. I am building. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting together Airbnb right now. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious! Wow! Wow! But, um, what would you like to my add statement, to that? Uh, I mean, I just we 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 I just feel like cut the pastor some slack, and in the sense of, you know, where's that pastor at in his in his growth and walk? I mean, you got. We had different stages, and I was allowed to grow. You understand? But a lot of things that happen or I let happen, you know, people want to crucify me for it from the, you know, in the past. But you know, I did, you know, I didn't know no better. You know, I know better now. That's why we all we all should be mentors at this age. You know. And, and, and teach these young these young guys with all this enthusiasm and, and girls with all this enthusiasm and everything, you know. Because, you know, stuff can get past you. We're human. You well, then, then I, have you know? a, I have a question for you, Pastor Steph. I mean, Pastor, Pastor Jeff, um, because I mm-hmm. do understand what you're saying. I, I really, really do understand what you're saying. So so then, as you say, we should be mentors. So So should you have had a better mentor before they released you? Because because the bottom line, for for me, and, and and this is no 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 judge zone, but the bottom line for me is that th- though 
you didn't know as much as, as, as you needed to know, the blood was still on your hands. So so had somebody My, gone to school or, or gone some you know, in a different way, could you have used the excuse that cut me some slack because I didn't know? My mentor was messed up. Okay. Okay. Which were, which he didn't get mentored well from his mentor. And I'm talking about my great-grandfather to my grandfather, okay? There was just issues that were messed up. And, you know, and I thank God that God allowed me to get processed to be able to break some of them generational curse in ministry. Because I, I come from ministry way back. I mean, my, my great-grandfather, you know, pastored many churches out here in New York and, you know, had many. You know, and his and in slavery, his the the the, the one who fathered him was a pastor. Okay, so you know it's a lot of mistakes passed on, bad mentorship and all of that. And I'm not saying you know, like cut slack. There's certain things that's just common sense, but then there's other things that you really have to grow into. And who sent me for? A lot of times. You sent yourself off. I mean, I started ministry being thrown out of my church. My grandfather kicked me out. And then it was like, okay, what do I do? This is what I know. Let me go start a church, you know, because that's what I saw him do. And then I started doing what I saw him do, even the wrong. You understand? Until God and the Holy Spirit dealt with me and I got it right. You you see what I'm saying? So. I have a question, Pastor Jeff. All right, so mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me. Go back a little bit, and my 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 feeling is <clears throat> for the twenty-two year old pastor. You know, okay, you 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 understand that you know he's new to the game. There are certain things that he's going to know. There are certain things he's not going to know. So you know, so you know, do you pardon him? You know, yes, because it's like any other any other position, you know, you, you, you walk with him. However, when, when we talk about these, again, these quote-unquote seasoned pastors, these ones who are 50, 60 years old in the, um, you know, in the pulpit who's leading the church, who do you hold responsible for these lives? How, how do we, you know, th- these are lives in our hands. And can we fall back on we did not know? Um, nobody taught me properly. Um, because you have the same Bible that I have. So my my thing is we, we y'all started this conversation with discernment. You should have a discernment to detect that youth pastor who was a pervert. So you mean to tell me we should have a discernment for the youth pastor who's a pervert, but we can lead people astray and put, as the youth KL, uh, Pastor KL scenario, Pastor um, uh, Twan up at, at the head of the at the head of the choir, and because he doesn't know when I'm, I can walk up in the church and see that this is blatant behavior and personality and. And lifestyle, but yet you, as the pastor, put these people above the the, the choir, the quiet, the quiet in their hands. This ministry, 
in their hands and there's no level of discernment for this lifestyle, who do we hold accountable now? If we can't hold the pastor accountable, who do we now hold accountable for, for, for all of these lives? You hold the pastor accountable. If the pastor is the one who actually want to hire these people and control in that church, you understand? Because some of these churches are controlled by the trustee board or by the members. So you can't hold the pastor accountable because he, he came in on the situation and trying to straighten it out. You know, he, he loses his job. Like in a lot of, a lot of the, uh, you know, these churches that the church runs the church. But if the pastor's in charge, you hold them responsible. I, I didn't say not hold the pastors responsible. What I'm saying is when you want to look back on mistakes made and stuff like that, also take into consideration where that person was at when they did their ministry or when they started their ministry. I mean, um, an old fool, you know, that, you know that's, that's the worst thing. He didn't learn from his mistakes and all of that. You know, and you got a lot of them. So if you find these pastors that have been there a long time and they're still doing all of that, you know, these these some idiots that need to be, you know, put out the church because they're old fools. They ain't learned nothing through the years. You understand what I'm saying? I, you know, that now that that's who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the baby you were referring to before as the 22-year-old who's starting a church. Because, of course, there's going to be a lot of uh, mistakes that are made. And like you said, you know, we grow, we grow as, as, as things, you know, even things that are right work out wrong sometimes, you know, when you come to the church, you know, it's a tricky spot to be in and you really got to go by the leading of the Lord when you're talking about running a church, um, which is why I can't understand how a pastor is under the board who dictates everything they do because if a pastor is supposed to be leading, I don't understand how the board is leading the pastor. That That is a concept I have not been able to grasp, but yet I can imagine taking um, on the position of a pastor who's supposed to be the leader who takes all of their um, guidance and, and rules from the board, trustee board, church, whoever, because that's very common. Um, so that that's another question we, we you know is for a good church uh, church for question. But you know definitely those you know to to go back to the original um, question of you know when we see these people heading. So as a pastor, you walk into a church where Twan is heading the choir because this is the way it was when. Um, you walked up in there. How do you, Pastor Jeff just said, you need to start working on some corrective measures. How do you now turn this around, Pastor KL? You walked in on this. How do you turn this issue around, the situation around? Well, again, you know, as you said earlier, it depends on, on what's the sector. Because certain sectors, again, you have no voice. And I'm like you. I don't understand how God gave me a sheep, but I can't do nothing with the sheep. Um, but in, in in the ideal church, I, I think that you would have a meeting with that person, you know, and I would discuss, and maybe everyone wouldn't agree with this, but I would discuss your, your lifestyle 
and what this what this fight might look and how it may stain the church. You know, and and because if, if you allow this to happen, that means you're agreeing with their lifestyle and saying that their lifestyle is okay. So how can I preach one thing but I have to preach around what the people are doing in the church. So I can't preach on this because it might offend Alice. I can't preach on this because it might offend Twan. I can't preach on So now you become in bondage as a preacher because if God gives you certain things to preach about, you've got to go back and forth with God on why you can't preach about this because I might lose too many people. But you know what? Jesus went back for the one. <laughs> you just go back for the one. You know, and, and, and work it out that way. But I, I, I think a lot of folks, again, are in quantity as well as quali- as opposed to quality. All righty. All righty. Pastor Jeff, you know, you walk in on this situation. You're the one who said, you know, that you, you need to start correcting this. How do you correct this situation? You can't watch Twan over the, over the choir. What do you do? How do you correct it? I mean, you just start praying and asking God for the right people, and you start to push out, I guess, the wrong people, you know. But a lot of times you've allowed it to become strongholds in your church, and you could literally disrupt the whole situation if you did it, you know, if you don't do it gradually or do it wisely, (laughs) you know, because... Like I said, when I kicked that boy out of mine, half the church walked out with him. You know, I lost half half them folks because they did not believe that he could possibly do what he do and be who he is. You know, and right. they had to find out the hard right. way when they when they went to follow him. You know, that's you the know, same okay. thing when I. It's the same thing when I got married. You know, I had all these women wanting to be the wife. And then when I chose one, I lost half my church, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I, <laughs> it was an abrupt situation, you know. Wow. Now, let me ask you this, Pastor Jeff. Let me, I'm mad because we only got like 20 minutes and the whole show left. You always open up stuff. So would you say that you were the reason why half the people walked out? On, on what situation with with the the gay guy with or the wife? The wife. No, with the wife. Well, yeah. With the wife. Yeah, because I allowed these women to feel like they were or could be the wife. I allowed them to get in position um, and and hold powerful and have influence over the congregation the way I did. You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't handle it wisely because, like I said, I was young. You know, no, no better. I was just wanting to build my church, you know, and these women were building it and they were giving, you know, <laughs> and I put them in position. But the one thing they didn't know about me, you know, you ain't going to, you ain't going to, I don't care what happens. You're not going to blackmail me. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I wanted to marry that my wife and I just had to pay the consequences to it at that point. Wow. Wow. So what would you say to you gentlemen speak to, you know, the, 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 the 
pastors or the potential um, or the future pastors who might hear this broadcast or who might be listening now, what do you say to them about their pastor responsibility? And I, I'm going to leave you for last, Pastor Jeff. Pastor Kale, what, 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 speak to them. Don't tell me what you would say. Talk directly to them. First, first of all, make, make your calling an election sure. You know, know that that you're called to be a pastor. You know, ju- just because you speak well, you know, or just because people ask you for advice don't mean that that pastoring is your calling, you know. And, and then when you make decisions, make spiritual-sounded decisions. You know, make, make sure that you hear from God. You know, a, a lot of us are, are intelligent, book smart, you know, street smart. You know, does not mean that, that we're spiritually intelligent. You know, and a lot of advice and a lot of decisions we make when we're intelligent is, is things that we would do from the natural. And it sounds eloquent and, 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 and it looks well. However, it's not spiritually sound. So make sure, you know, when you take on this position, one, that you know that you're called for this. Two, that the decisions you make are going to be of God and with God, and make sure it's spiritually sound. All right. Thank you. Pastor Jeff, the man who's learned so much since the very first church he's ever had, speak to the listeners. What do you have to say to them as a word of caution and advice? Study to show yourself approved. A workman, <laughs> not to be ashamed, but listen, don't be so stuck in your word trying to get the, you know, the the eloquence and the, you know, and everything else, you know, with presenting that word. You need to, you know, pray, meditate, ask the Lord to give you wisdom, study psychology, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and learn some other stuff to go along with, with preaching this word, okay? Because, you know, preaching the word is one thing, but dealing with people is a whole nother ball game. all right? So everybody who, who, who can preach is not called the pastor. And then a lot of times a real pastor doesn't really preach that well, I've noticed, you know? So Wow. I just say, make sure you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. God called you to, and then study your your position. If it's a pastor, then you need to take courses like pastoral care and counseling. You know, not just you know her- hermeneutics and all that other stuff. You know, trying to trying to be a wonder to everybody. Amen, gentlemen. Amen. Pastor KL and Pastor Jeff, uh, what a, a fantastic conversation this was today. Thank you again for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. Keep those stories coming, Pastor Jeff. I love it. I love it. I love it. Have a wonderful day, gentlemen. All right. You too. Thank you. you thank well. you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, mm, mm. Well, 
I am going to take this time right now to uh, hold hands and hold hearts with you and go before the Lord, the Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. Thank you so much, Father, for just introducing us into your day, waking us up, the Heavenly Father, in our right frame of mind, saluting you today, God, for who you are, who you've been, and what you will always be to us, God. Thank you for today's conversation. Understanding, God, that you are never short of a word. You are always investing in us, God. And any little spark of of conversation can be life-changing. And dear Heavenly Father, as we've talked today, you have allowed so much vital information to be filtered out from your people, dear Heavenly Father. We pray, God, that every ear that hears will take heed and would be drawn to you this morning, dear Heavenly Father, that they would uh, let this marinate in their spirit, God, and let this help to change the things that they do, the way that they think, dear Heavenly Father, and understand that you're giving us this word for a reason on purpose, for purpose, and with a purpose today, God. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for showing who you are today and allowing our behavior, our decisions to be challenged so that we can have a thought-provoking day, that this would carry us through the day questioning, are we actually living according to your will and your way for our lives? Are we answering the call on our life or are we just moving in our own direction by our own will in our own way? Thank you, God, for the challenge today. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for always plucking our feathers. Ooh, thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for always forcing us to come back to you. And we pray, dear Heavenly Father, that we would all turn to you that we would not buck and run in the opposite direction, that the words that were given today, again, would be life-changing, that they would not just, the words would not fall on deaf ears. Because we're not here every morning. We're not on 365 days a year, seven days a week, on demand for us to ignore your word, your words. <laughs> Thank you. I personally thank you today, God, for how you use this platform to change lives. At any time we're challenged as to what we do think or say, it is a gift from above. Thank you. We pray that you send your people from near and far to hear from you and that you would uh, uh, help us continue to position, position ourselves to be used today, God, to be used every day, that it would change our lives, not just work toward changing all of the listeners, but as we're speaking, that we would learn to encourage ourselves, that we would learn to leave ourselves on the altar so that you can change us, that we would position ourselves to be different individuals 
thank you. I say thank you, thank you, and thank you again for you continue to show us why we need to stay right at your bosom because we always need that stimulation. Understand to yearn for you, to run to you for everything. There is nothing that we do that we should not look to you for whence cometh our help. No matter how right we may think we are, no matter how much we may think we're on the ball, but that we would always come to you for you to be the GPS of our life. Thank you. Thank you for always being there. We don't have to find you. Woo, thank you. We don't have to look for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That you sit on the throne at all times. That we're always able to reach you and we don't have to wait in line. That you can handle us all at the same time. <laughs> thank you, Father, for introducing yourself to us in a special way. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. What a conversation. Ah. Thank you, God, for just always. <laughs> no matter what two people we had, Shantice and Pastor KL on with us yesterday. Today we got Pastor KL and Pastor Jeff on. It just does not, you know, it just does. It, I, I'm, I'm always amazed that God. You know, Shanti sent me this scripture today, and the scripture says, Second John 1, 10, and 11, in the message version, if anyone shows up who doesn't hold to this teaching, don't invite him and give him the run of the place. That would just give him a platform to perpetrate his evil ways, making you his partner. And that's what Pastor Kiel was talking about today. Such a perfect scripture. Thank you so much, Shanti, for submitting that. You know, we don't realize that when we walk in and we see things that are wrong or when we uh, detect that something is off, that we do not uh, have the right to allow these things to go on. That God alerts us to this situation and to these things so that we can take corrective measures. As pastors, we should have a discernment for a whole lot of things that, that, that really fall by us. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. You know, a lot of times because we're, we're living, we're living, we have our own lives, and I'm not making excuses, I'm just telling you what it is. You know, we have our own lives, we have our own families, we have, you know, things that, that are, are um, sometimes very distracting, and there will be things that we miss. And, you know, can we turn around and do it again? No, we can't do things over again, but we definitely can make it right going forward. And God is the righteous judge who will understand whether it's your simple negligence or if it's something that slipped past you. Because I'm going to be honest with you. One thing I have learned about God is some of the, something that will happen, he allows to happen because that's a lesson learned for you that you will never let that thing slip by you again. That once you, once you catch it, you're like, uh-oh, I'm on point. And it's, it's kind of to Pastor Jeff's point. 
you know, he looked back at his life, and Pastor have always talked about his past and how he's made mistakes. And, and I love this about this, this new time crew. The candidness and the transparency, uh, you know, is impeccable. And he talks a lot about, you know, I messed up, but now that I know, Pastor Charlene always says, once you know better, you do better. You know, can we make things better if we focus more? Absolutely. Do we allow life to sometimes get in the way? Absolutely. Should we? Sometimes we can't help it, and sometimes we can. So what do you do? You live your life always keeping your eyes and ears open. Keep your eyes and ears open. Keep your eyes and ears open and listen for God. Because let me tell you something. God is always on a job. The Spirit of the Lord is always on its job. I said this to you yesterday. You know, I have asked a many who are just like twisted. I'm like, okay, you got the Spirit of the Lord inside of you. How are you functioning? And, and you're going to tell me the Spirit of the Lord ain't tapping you at all. This, this, this ain't nothing coming to your awareness. This, 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 everything feels right. And some have been very honest and said, yeah, I feel the nudging of the Lord. Well, that's what happens with us pastors. He, the the Spirit of the Lord is our GPS the same way he's yours. And he will definitely pull on our coattails when things are wrong. He will definitely pull on our coattails when things just don't feel or seem right. And one of the things that I've learned as a pastor, you can't ignore a thing. It is better to approach it and, and find out that, oh, okay, opposed to just saying, ah, that'll correct yourself. Do you know how many pastors have told me they've looked at stuff and figured, oh, it'll get better? How does it get better if you ignore it? That's your job. Be on your job. Stay on your job. It is your job to be on your job. The same way you give the man all of your attention when you go on that job, you better believe if you're a security guard, you better not sleep securing the place because you won't have a job. Well, that's exactly the way God expects us to be on the ball as a pastor. Be on your job. Have your eyes and ears open all the time for what's going on around you. Pay attention. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, oh, you know, Steph, listen, I just thought it was going to get better. And I'm saying, how? Under your watch? Under your watch? Oh, I'm aggressive. You bet to believe it. Because I understand that God is holding Stephanie accountable for who he's put underneath me. And I'm going to hold you to what you're supposed to be doing. Why? Because God is holding me to what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not cutting you no slack. Go to bed. Because I'm not cutting you no slack. Because let me tell you something. When I fall asleep at the wheel... I tell you all the time, God will snatch me by my collar. He does not let me get away with anything. I do not sleep at night. If God sees something that Stephanie needs to be doing, well, guess what? I need to be on you the same exact way. Ask this due time crew, am I not on them? That same Pastor KL, that same Pastor Charlotte, oh, I lied them. When I see something that's not right, when I understand that God wants me to do something and, 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 and I don't, I, I'm not feeling 
things a certain way, I, I actually speak to them and I challenge them. And Pastor K.R. has told you, oh, he and I can battle. But guess what? I'm sorry. God has put me at the head of this ship. And when he tells me that things have to shift, that is, no, no, no. Then I have to go to whomever, Shanti, whoever, whoever it is, I have to approach it. I have to ask the questions. And I ain't worried about who gets mad. But I'll tell you one thing. I'd rather you get mad at me and walk off than God get mad at Stephanie. I have a job to do, and so do you. You know, it's a, let me tell you something. I just got finished saying to another pastor yesterday. Being a pastor, if you got any kind of sense, you ain't raising your hand for this job. Nah. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. If, you ever, if you've ever been up and close and personal to another pastor, you will understand that this ain't the job for the weak. It ain't the job for those who are shaky and leery. You will have to step up. And even if God chose you and you're kind of shaky and leery, you can't stay there. Nah, you're going to have to get that holy boldness. You're going to have to go and tap into the Lord. If you know God has chosen you for this job, you're going to have to make sure you stay close to, job, to God to be able to, to be on top of your job. Because this ain't one for the weak. This ain't one for the weary. Because you're going to have to be able to juggle a whole lot. Your own life, your own family, the church. How many lives? Because I'm going to tell you something. There are lives outside the church that you still have some stay over. Yeah, God's going to send you all kinds of people from every single place. And you're going to have to do your job. You're going to have to pass the people who don't go to your church. Yeah. And you're scratching your head. Like, God, I thought I had this many people. Now I got this many people. It's a huge task. But I tell you one thing. If God has called you for this task, there is nothing he won't do. To equip you to do your job, but you just like anything else, you got to be positioned to be used to make that change, to show that you love God's people. Make sure you stay connected to God. There is nothing you can't do. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with God right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where is Wow Wednesday? Until then, I love you.